Hello, friends, and welcome to the third edition of the Fantasy 15 here on Sound of the Loons. My name is Steve McPherson. I'm joined by my man, Jamie Watson, and we are here to talk fantasy MLS. A little bit of housekeeping. It's still not too late to join our league on MLSsoccer.com if you want to play along with us. It's a public league on the website. The name of the league is Fantasy XV, as in 15, Fantasy XV MNUFC. You can also get there with a league code, and that is 2ZTSN3JJ2. Z is in Zlatan, T is in Tifo, S is in Switcheroo, N is in Nuhutolo. Three, J is in Jan Gregus, and J as in Joe Greenspan. So sign up and join now. Generally, we'll be taking 15 minutes at the start of your week to go over what happened the, the last week in MLS Fantasy, talk about the week coming up, and give you some tips. It's going to be very exciting. We like to start with booms and busts, uh, you know, the guys who did well for you, guys who didn't do well for you. We're going to do one each. All right, Jamie Watson, your fantasy boom this week. Man, I was up against it this week, and uh, up until Sunday evening, the very last game of the week, I was sitting there looking at my fantasy lineup like I'm sure most people were going, this didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. I had a unique situation where I had Joseph Martinez in until uh, 4 o'clock was the deadline here, Central Time. About 3.58 p.m., I made the change and pulled... Pulled my captain, Joseph Martinez, at home against Cincinnati, against all good judgment. I did that. I put in Carlos Vela at home against the Timbers. And Carlos Vela, the man of the week. Paid off huge. The, the look, guy looking like he might be an MVP runaway with this. Him, Darwin Quintero, production-wise, have been unstoppable in the first two weeks. Put him in as my captain. He was my boom. Got me 32 points. A win in both of my head-to-head leagues. And... Another win against Houston. I was I was physically sick when I saw Vela's point total because you had texted me and said like I need him to get like a hat trick and nine assists and I mean he didn't get that but he pulled you captained him and he the, pulled it off for the, you. The text to you uh, was a, was a panic <laughs> one that said um, I need Vela to score a hat trick and have nine assists and I'll be right back in it this week and you did it and then this morning you go you just about got you, that so <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that was my boom what about you right, I, so uh, here's, here's my fantasy boom from this week. Nothing. No, no boom, <laughs> no boom whatsoever. My team increased in value by 2.5 million, but I don't, I think I had Darwin was a double digit score. No other double digit scores. My de- defense outscored my midfield. I had Ladero. I had a bunch of other schlubs. <laughs> Ladero did not come through for me. I don't, that doesn't mean I'm off of him, but, but what does this tell you about fantasy, Steve though? You just, you can't tell. You just don't know. You prepare as best you can. You get the information you do. You make some calls. You make some of the wrong calls. I pulled Hollingshead at the last second and put in Cannon, and Hollingshead had like 16 points, and Cannon had two. And and it just it so, goes to show yep. it literally is. Look, we we have a podcast. We have this platform. Yes, we love getting to chat, and we hope that you listeners enjoy listening to this. But ultimately, if you have a good feeling about somebody. Regardless of every single expert and whatever the numbers tell you, if you have a gut feeling about somebody, feelings, man. don't be afraid <laughs> to do it. Don't be yeah. afraid to put that player in because everything that you think you know about MLS, there's so much parity within it that weeks like this can and do happen. And sometimes when you have a feeling, a Miles Robinson gets- I did that. have Miles Robinson. So that was that was pleasant. It wasn't enough to make up for everything else. And, and look, that's not like going out in this huge limits at Atlanta at home against FC Cincinnati. And it looked like a great idea until Lamas scores late on. But yeah, look, if you got that's a guy that you're feeling, sheet. go for it. You know, and, and that's that's the fun part to it. So yeah, no booms for you. No booms. Bus, can we say 
everybody on your team? Everyone was a bust, essentially. I mean, Darwin came through. He was great. Uh, You know, I think he had 11 points. So, you know, like, but everybody, again, I think he was the only double-digit guy. So who was your your most disappointing bust? I had had, uh, Michael Barrios um, from FC Dallas. Got me two points. He was yeah. seven point nine million. I saw we had a little thing about that because we put thought a call. And yeah, it was good. We so. were tweet. I, I tweeted about it with um, <laughs> somebody right before. I think it was MLS Fantasy Stats, and yeah. uh, and they were they were like, "Hey, should we go with Pommy Call or should we go with Barrios?" And I'm yeah. like, "Hey, let me just offer my insight." And it was the dead wrong advice. So again, <laughs> sorry for that yeah, for taking my yes. advice, but it just goes to show. So he was he was the bo- it was the bus for me this week. And uh-huh. uh, you did you have one in particular that you had your hopes up on? Well, I think seeing that Ladero only had four points in a good game that Seattle won, just you'd expect. I had Rodriguez and and Ladero, and they, neither of them came neither through. Neither one came through so. for you. But, you know, you know so, we're anyways. back at it next week again. Yeah, next let's talk week. about next week a little bit because it's sort of interesting. I don't know how much time you've had to sort of preview, you know, what you're, what you're looking at there. Uh, I, I obviously like the home team, generally speaking. Uh, but it's a very weird week because there are a lot of good, like what look like good teams visiting what look like not great teams, right. um, which makes some of the matchups a little tough. I think I actually like the Timbers visiting FC Cincinnati. See, and this is where we differ because I think differently than that. Okay. I would f- shy away. Give me your reasons why, and I'll give you my reasons why not. I, I can see I can see why both ways. The Timbers have not looked as good as they should look. Uh, FC Cincinnati has, you know, has looked looked good against Atlanta in terms of playing their game, which is to give up a lot of possession and then strike on the counterattack and pack yep. it in, right? That's going to be um, their MO. They're going to be playing at home. That is, a, that is a field they know well. That's a field nobody else really knows very well. Nippert Stadium is a difficult place to it's play. It's a difficult place to play. Here's, here's what I feel. I think the Timbers are better than they have performed. Um, I think they can be they they can be better than they've been. I think Cincinnati coming off a big draw on the road might get a little of that feeling of like, okay, you know, we got the first point, right? And then they're going to go the home bag. and be like, well, now we're home. And then I think that can lead to problems. The league is tough. You get that first home game. I mean, I remember that feeling. Maybe I'm projecting. I remember that feeling from Minnesota United. It's like we're on the road. We got smacked. It's like, well, we're coming home now. It's in the snow. Atlanta does not know how to play in the snow. And then we got smacked. So yeah, 2017, you, you go off what you know. And I can totally see that. I think I, I jokingly said to somebody, I think FC Cincinnati will set a league record for ties this year because yeah. I think they're going to be involved in so many low scoring games. They know what they are. They're very strong defensively. You are playing against an entire city in Cincinnati that has been buzzing for years to get to this game. The atmosphere and the vibe inside of Nippert Stadium is going to be an incredibly, tremendously difficult place to play. I love Valeria. I love Blanco. Ebabise got you some value this week with a goal as well. But I think this is a game maybe you shy away from and you hope your opponent or other people in the league have that same thought process sure. you do. I think Cincinnati is going to be an attractive team to play against for most of the year. Yeah. I'm shying away from any Portland timber this week, even though it is against FC Cincinnati, just because you are going up against the, the very first time an MLS team will, or MLS game will take place at Nippert stadium. Sure. There's so much to that. It's already a difficult place to play. They were very, very dominant at home in USL at Nippert stadium, partly because of the home field advantage I'm shying away any and all timbers for me. No go. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to see how it develops over the course of the week. Cause I'm looking at stuff. I think that Richie might be a good play in goalkeeper again. Like you said, Cincinnati's going to have a lot of low scoring games and they're at home. He's 4.8 million. So that's a very, that's very good. Low, so yeah. And, and it could be one of those that maybe you have him. If you go higher up, you keep him in, in goal 
for the keeperoo. Yeah. And if your keeper, because then you get a little bit of value. You can't, I mean, if you put a 4.0 keeper in, like I've been Vega, waiting for Vega to go up in value, but look, Vega's going to sit on my bench at 4.4.0 as long yeah. as he's the starter. Yeah, that's it. That's something that I think you should do. And, and I know you wanted to get into some more fantasy tips here, didn't you? Yeah. The flip. Well, the flip side also playing some Portland defenders might be okay because again, FC Cincinnati is not going to necessarily score a lot. So it very well could be. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about a couple other things. I just want to touch on a few things for next week. I've lost all faith in Atlanta's fantasy production having watched them play. Um, I mean, I know Joseph Martinez is great, but they can't get the ball to anybody. Who can they've score, got, they've so. got a lot more questions <laughs> than how we look in the fantasy world right now, because they've got to figure out who they are yeah. because Frank DeBoer came in and said, congrats on being one of the best teams ever assembled. I would like to now rearrange every piece of the puzzle and try to put it back together for whatever reason. Yeah. And it's, I look, he's got confidence in what he wants to do. I'm not exactly sure Atlanta United players have that same confidence yet. Yeah. So it's it's going to be it's going to be up I think and down. They will be good. They, I think they will figure it out. They sure, they're going to be good. The team it, is too good talent-wise. But like you know, your plays of Barco or Pitti or 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 the, uh, Joseph are not going to pay off right now. So right. I would say let them let them lie. Big risk reward in those. Yeah. So if you do choose to pick those players, no, you could get very much a boomer bust outcome instead of the very yeah solid, you know, progression line that you were looking at almost week after week last year. Yeah. So last thing about next week's matchup, I think that it seemed on, sur- on the surface, the most obvious matchup to hit is Red Bulls against San Jose who we're visiting, right? Yeah. Uh, San Jose has not looked good. Red Bulls, obviously very difficult at home, but CCL, you have to take that in, into consideration. Certainly. And exactly what's going to happen in terms of the rotation. So, you know, I'd like to say Robles is probably a good play. Uh, Robles? Robles, yeah. Robles, thank you. Um, you know, Aaron Long is good. He's kind of expensive on the defense, but he's probably worth it. And he can score goals on set pieces. Yes, exactly. So uh, oh. you could always do the pick the cheapest Red Bull defender and hope for that clean sheet against against Robles Absolutely, at yeah. home, you know. But again, keep out an eye out for that rotation. They're playing on Tuesday uh, against Santos Laguna and CCL. So, you know. Check your check your your rosters there. Quick one for me: Toronto at home against New England Revolution. That's an interesting one too. But it's also late. Yeah. In, the, in this in the yes. in the week, so you know you've you've still got the cushion of Sporting Kansas City playing after. So if you set your lineup thinking so and so is going to play for Toronto, and maybe they for whatever reason make a change, Greg Vandy doesn't start them. Yeah. You still have Sporting Kansas City who are playing you know, an hour and a half later. So you'll be able yeah. to tweak your lineup, but you will have to pay attention to that. Yeah. I'm a little worried about SKC also after playing on Thursday in CCL and then yes. going to altitude to play in Colorado. That's, um, that's a very a key challenge. So, you know what, Steve, that's why, that's why you, you host the show because <laughs> you think about things like that early in the season, sporting Kansas city did a lot to get ready for altitude training because they knew they were going to have some of the games there, but you're still only two MLS weeks in, right? So is the fitness where it needs to be just yet? Busy week, a lot of travel, high altitude, maybe a difficult place, a difficult play this week because of all of those things. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about strategy. Um, we get into a tip here. Uh, okay. This is one that's, it, this is not my idea. I should make it clear. If you guys check out the sites, MLS fantasy boss, um, Rotowire is another good one. They have a lot of good uh, player rankings. MLS soccer itself has a lot of good fantasy articles. This is what's known as the fantasy mullet, um, which is actually a bit of a reverse mullet. It means business in the back party in the front. Uh, and essentially what that means is that it's always better to play steady, cheap defenders than to splash cash on the high price guys back there. I mean, I, especially early in the season, I love guys like Graham Zussi, like toward the end of last season, I was throwing him in there all the time. Like even he, when he was over 10 million, Yeah, he has a tremendous ability to, to score, you know, for a defender. Uh, but 
at this point, you're trying to build some of that value. So a play like Miles Robinson, who gained half a million, uh, I think this week, is a good play. Those guys who are in that like, you know, high fours, low yeah, fives. Five point one to start. Now he's five point six this week. Yeah, exactly. So the so look for those guys who can who can build value in the back. You spend money on your midfielders who have a, sort of a higher floor but a lower ceiling than forwards generally. I mean, aside from a couple guys, um, you know, those forwards will go off. Vela sure. obviously goes off. Right. Ladero went off the first week, but you know, you're hoping for steady points from your midfielders and then you spend some money on the forwards uh, who have a higher potential breakout, but also a higher potential bust, you know, forwards, midfielders, you get a lot of points on bonus things, passes completed, things like that. Yeah. Um, recovered. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get that as much with forwards forwards. If they don't score, you yeah, know, you're, you're pretty not, much tied into a goal. If you're forward, so. it either makes or break your week. Yeah. So your defense should be like sort of a steady diet of bonus points uh, from clearances, playing 60 minutes. And then you hope every once in a while you get a clean sheet, things like that from your, your defense. Your midfield should have a, a mix of those bonus points and some offensive production. And then, you know, you just got to hope some of your forwards really, really hit those hit those goals or guys who take penalty kicks is also good. Darwin's paid off really well for having being the guy who takes penalty kicks the last couple of weeks. Darwin, Darwin has been fantastic. And, uh, and we must say that he's had some really good value Two road games. He's got you two goals, yeah. three assists. What has he gotten you a million dollars extra in value gone up 500,000 yeah. each week. So it's been pretty, pretty impressive. The biggest problem with Darwin is that he's at the, the top though. Now. That is the, he's that is the 12 top. million. And he's not going to get you any more value. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe you, you're basically banking in while you're trying to build value of your overall team. Yeah. You know, it's difficult again this week, another road game against Western conference team in LA galaxy. It's going to be another difficult matchup. Look, Darwin certainly has this ability to be a game changer like he has been, but value wise, is he the play you want? That's, that's the decision to make. Yeah. Um, I think it is uh, important that we give, uh, credit where credit is due in our league, which you mentioned at the top of the show, fantasy XV MNUFC first place this week had an incredible week, 97 points for Brenna dog ear dream taken first place overall. That's an incredible week. 97 sure. points. Steve, how many did you have this week? Not that many. Not that many. 65. Neither did I. 83. But <laughs> Something I think, like that. I think all, we got to give credit where credit is due. Good job. 97 points sitting on top um, with 185 points overall. I'm currently fifth. Steve, where are you like overall? 29th. But who's counting? You know, I'm not even, got really, you know, I'm in there for the fun of it. So anybody who had Zach Steffen. Wow. Credit. Good for you. Good yeah. job. Great job. <laughs> until, until Carlos Vela, Zach Steffen, if he was your captain, was the player of the week in fantasy. Yeah. A goalkeeper, player of the week until that very last day, our last game of the week. So, I mean, it's just, it was incredible. It's and you're also 32nd, by the way. 32nd. Yeah, yeah. I keep going down the, the the longer this week goes on, apparently. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see We'll see how it develops over the next week. I don't know. And I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to throw everything I, I thought out the window, but I may have to reevaluate. And you know what? We love hearing from the listeners. So, if you're listening to this, find us on Twitter. I'm yep. at Jamie Watson 77 Yep. I'm at Steve Venturous. Spell that for people. It's like adventurous, but with Steve in front of it. So okay. Steve Venturous. Well, there we go. Yeah. So that's, um, he's also very good at saying very funny things. Um, so Steve's also a great follow, but <laughs> talk to us. We want to hear about your fantasy team. We want to hear what worked, what boomed for you, what busted for you. We like this. I mean, this yeah, is, this is funny. why we do it is because we, we don't just want to talk and we know you don't want to just hear about our teams week in and week out. If you thought something similarly to us, or you thought the complete opposite, or you want to throw it in our face that you beat us for the week. 
There's sure. a lot more people that can do that for you sure. than there is for me, Steve. But <laughs> Thank you. we would absolutely love to hear from you guys. Let's let's make this as interactive as possible yes. because that is the whole sole purpose of this. Uh, that's why we get paid the big bucks to do this show. Wait, you're getting paid big bucks? Uh, no, okay. I'm not. Right. I'm not okay. at all. So okay. we do this because we want to interact more with, with our, our listeners. So please feel free to do that. Well, share your joy, share your pain. It's all fantastic. My, my solemn vow is to keep this podcast for about 15 minutes. And because I'm a man of my word, we have come to the end, my friends. For Jamie Watson and Minnesota United, I'm Steve McPherson. And remember, don't let your fantasies be dreams. Make your dreams come true. Thank you.